Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello, everybody. Happy <laughs> How is everyone doing? You are watching a new episode of Pop Culture Crisis, introducing my very, very incredible co-host. Uh, say your name for them, please. I am Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. How you doing? I'm great. Okay, we're doing this I know. auto I'm, loop. I, again, I know. I'm doing it twice. That's good. We're doing an auto loop. That's great. <laughs> well, we're, it's a, we're, one of the hardest parts about what we do here now is like finding a way to get going and make it all seem natural, feel natural mm-hmm. while we're doing it. At least that's the hard part for me. Right. Like I'm very like I'm very comfortable talking like with my friends Mm -hmm. or like if I'm giving some diatribe on something, I can get excited about stuff. Mm -hmm. But just general discussion stuff like this, it's really kind of an art form that you have to learn how to do. And we're just making our own way and trying to figure out how to do this in the most natural way possible. Um, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Yes, we do, we got, sir. Uh, some topics you gave me, some topics that I found. We're going to be talking about uh, rumors about the upcoming Venom movie, uh, Venom movie, about the of Spider-Man No Way Home, which is uh, mm-hmm. coming out on Thursday night at midnight, I believe, or, or I think there's also, we're going to an early showing tomorrow. We got tickets, uh, so it must be coming out. No, today's Wednesday, so yeah, Thursday. Mm-hmm. It comes out on Thursday during the day, because we're going to one of the earliest times uh, at like 3. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about Henry Cavill uh, being uh, wanting to be casted in the new Mass Effect movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about the very, very sad <coughs> situation going on with the Fast and the Furious movies right Dude, now. Dude, I love that series because that series is the only series where you can jump out of a moving car and your shirt is still freshly pressed. Of course. It's perfect. With no wrinkles. No well, who, uh, wrinkles uh, don't stand a chance against family. <laughs> we are also going to talk about the possibility, uh, the very, very sad Keanu. What's going on with him and, and John He's going to be John Constantine, <laughs> but nobody wants him to. And we're also going to talk. Uh, I've I made Miracle watch Hawkeye, episode five. I am a sadist, and I am making her watch all the I episodes. I kind of like this episode because it talks more about Sasha. But Sasha. Uh, it's her N- name, Sasha. Natasha. No. Uh, Yelena. Oh, Ye- that's her name. Legit, I was watching Yelena. it with Charlie, and yeah. he said Sasha, and I was like, "Who's Sasha?" She looks. Like, she looks like a Sasha to me. <laughs> she kind of does. She, she, she's got Sasha vibes going on. It's mm-hmm. that hair. So, mm. so we will, we're going to talk about all that, but in general, we're just going to have a, a a discussion about various things that mm-hmm. we're kind of refining what we're doing here. Uh, I can't help it that. M- movies and stuff that's just what i love to talk about and i i love talking about this stuff and it's uh it is what it is we were going to do another divorce to topic today but i decided like we don't need to be the bad news divorce channel (laughs) think think about sad batman and the reason why i brought up sad batman because ben affleck just recently came out talking about how hard it is being divorced with um jennifer yeah that was what that was what we were going to talk about today and i was like you know what First of all, I had my own opinions on that. We're not going to make this a topic today, but I had my own opinions because he seemed like he was passing the blame off on things that are going wrong. And I, don't get me wrong, I love... 
Ben Affleck movies. I love Argo. I love Goodwill Hunting. I love I I love him as Batman. I love The Town. Batman. I love The Town. I love a lot of Ben Affleck's work, even as a, a not just as an actor but as a director. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, you know the divorce stuff. Like I said, I feel like it's very wearing. Like we don't need to be the bad news channel all the time. We should talk about stuff that we're uh, excited about, not just that we're excited about celebrities' misfortune, which uh, is not us. I don't think. <laughs> Miracle's like I kind of am that person. <laughs> I'm like, well, whatever. Like people are talking about the most they talk about is either marriage, babies, divorce, and, and what they're wearing, news. and what they're wearing. Okay, I I don't understand why we always talk about what they're wearing. If you wear a trash bag, go for you. <laughs> Miracle wants you to wear. <coughs> uh, more people need to wear trash bags. Yep. To, to the office. Save the turtles. Apparently, that, that's exactly what it is. Uh, so I think we just go right into Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that we just go right into Spider-Man here because there's a, a couple of interesting theories going around right now. Now, some people have already seen this movie. Uh, it's uh, I know that Mr. H put a review up today mm-hmm. on YouTube. Uh, Nostalgia critic. N- also. He already did his. He mm-hmm. probably has early access. I think so. We're uh, not on that level yet. Well, I, I don't ever want to be on that level. We're not going to ever be shill media, young lady. We're not gonna. We're not gonna go and do something where we have to give a good review. But I want to walk on a fake red carpet with the with the background with just the big sheet in the back. Yeah. That, uh, uh, who doesn't want that, right? I want to do that. Uh, we well, can be the dynamic duo that does that. We are not doing that, man. We like. I mean, you can go do it, but they're not buying off my review. I can pay for my own movie. Uh, well, we don't. We don't have to. They can like, like, hey, do you want tickets? And I'm like, yeah, Mister in the van. I'll get it. <laughs> Mister in the in a in a pa- in a white panel van. So yeah. like, comes around, and is like, I got some tickets for you. I'm like, okay, Mister. And, I, and then I'm gonna have to pull you out. I'm like, miracle. How many times have I told you about getting in the big scary in the big windowless van with strangers offering you stuff? But Stop he has it. puppy. <laughs> he has a hedgehog that we're going to name Sega. Se- uh, that's, still a g- that's probably the best idea I've ever come up with. We can buy it in state in Maryland. I'm trying to get this as a business expense. We, I'm sure we can come up with an argument for the boss. Be like, you know what? This is a fantastic... We can have, son- have Sega Cam. Yeah. And have him go out there with the chickens. Yeah, because hedgehogs, they actually, like, um, naturally, if you want them to be free roaming, they're naturally okay outside. Okay. They're okay, and they eat little pests. Well, maybe we need that at the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Bucko can go like meow meow, meow meow, meow meow. Kevin Feige says meow meow. <laughs> so that, wasn't that a fantastic segue? Yep, that was good. I, I was proud of that one. So this is a uh, an article from Bleeding Fool that came out uh, today, and it says Kevin Feige 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 Kevin Feige. Feige explains why it's time for Sony's Venom to meet Spider-Man. This is why I got excited about that rumor that we've been hearing. Now, mm-hmm. for anybody who's watching this, uh, this is not a spoiler for Spider-Man No Way Home because we have not seen it yet, but there's uh, rumors going around. Everyone knows about the very, very common uh, thing that they expect to happen, meaning that we're going to get all three live-action Spider-Man... Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Uh, all three live-action Spider-Man in the same uh, scene together. Mm-hmm. We're going to see them in the movie, meaning we're going to see Tobey Maguire... Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland all together and they're going to if they're unless they're stupid reenact the famous uh, meme from the cartoon of them all pointing at each other I want that if they don't do that they have uh, officially lost their minds 
But uh, there's some people, uh, uh, our boss, uh, who is it? Tim Fine on Twitter, like there's people who's it, who's it uh, that was saying <laughs> that there's a the- theory going around that it's not the three Spider-Men, it's actually Venom that comes to help him, and that's what was edited out of that scene from the trailer. Well, there was like another, I don't know if people remembered this, but like um, when the first trailer came out, somebody like zoomed in really close, and there's like a figure that's like flying through the air, yeah. and they're saying that might be Venom. I don't know. Could be. It could be, but why is Venom pink? Well, <laughs> that is a, the, for a trailer, it's very possible. It's just edited that way. But mm-hmm. let's see what it says in the article. It says, Ex- Excitement for Spider-Man No Way Home continues to build ahead of this weekend's release, with the official No Way Home trailers revealing more and more versions of classic Spider-Man villains confirmed to return to battle the wall crawler, including Dr. Octopus, played by Alfred Molina, Electro, played by Jamie Foxx, Green Goblin, played by William Defoe, Sandman, played by Thomas Hayden Church, and Lizard, played by Rice Ifans. Love Rice Ifans. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, wait. Was that the actor that Chris Carr asked the other day? No, no, it's, no, it's not. But mm. it's, uh, oh, maybe it is. It could have been. Because I remember something Church. Yeah. He was asking oh, about no, that, Sandman. Yeah, that was Sandman. That was, that was Sandman. But, he was uh, asking about Sandman, who was like the actor that was going to play it, because he's like really excited to know. The funny thing is, like, because uh, Rice Ifans, who's, uh, I remember him, he, weirdly enough, from the show Elementary, he played Sherlock Holmes' brother. Um, but he's also, he was in Snowden and he was in, remember we were talking about, uh, who is it yesterday? Uh, Hugh Grant. He was in Notting Hill with Hugh Grant. So mm-hmm. these guys are part of that same era in Hollywood, but he's also going to be in the new Kingsman prequel, which we, cause he's in the other ones. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that when that comes out. Cause that's coming up soon. I uh, don't know, but I'm kind of excited because like if you guys have not seen Venom, let there be carnage at the end credit scene, like Venom sees like a a photo of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Like, it's like, is it just Peter Parker's face or is it no, like... No, it's a split. Okay, it's a split. So basically, Venom sees that on the TV and he like licks it. So, hey, if you like fan fiction, yep. Spidey Pool, uh, not Spidey Pool, that's Deadpool and Spider-Man, my bad. I, I mean... I don't want to see that either. <laughs> Venom X Spider-Man? Yeah. Um, Anybody? Apparently, I read somewhere that uh, that was... That, that, post credit scene was filmed on the set of Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Ooh, it's going to have overlap because... So there could, um, there's definitely going to be overlap. Because, like, you know the... Um, speaking about Hawkeye, like, you know how, like, uh, Yana? Like, basically, that's what happened to her, like, after the blip. Mm-hmm. Like, she appeared... Yana? Yelena? Yelena. I'm just making up names now. Yelena. Yelena. We're going to give her a different name every time. It'll be a thing. It'll be (laughs) like, uh, well, you're too young to have ever seen the movie Rookie of the Year. But the in the movie Rookie of the Year, this kid has a, his last name is Roland Gardner. Yeah, and the he he ends up playing for the Chicago Cubs as a pro pitcher in, yeah. at like the age of twelve. Mm-hmm. And the in the gag is that the coach calls him everything but Roland Gardner. He's like <laughs> R- Rosenbagger, Rulenfurter. He literally he says everything but his name. Mm-hmm. But then in the very last scene before the big climax, he goes Roland Gardner, get in there. And mm-hmm. then he turns to the other guy, he goes. What did he just call me? Because <laughs> he finally gets it right. Yeah. 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 We'll make that a gag with Yelena. <laughs> Yelena. Okay. So it but says, uh, let, let's keep going. Let's, mm-hmm. let's see what it says. It says, what we know for sure is that the crossover is happening. Even if it remains to be exact, if it remains to be seen exactly how and when that happens. In, recent, in a recent interview with Collider, Kevin Feige addressed the crossover and the inspiration that went into making it happen. As Feige explains, he was impressed with the positive response from fans for the first Venom and gave the character's comic book history with, uh, and given the character's comic 
book history with Spider-Man, he knew that now was the time to make these characters meet. Quote, you look at the obvious comic connotations between Venom and Spider-Man, and it's inherent. So the minute Sony made their Venom movie, and it worked as well as it did, and Tom Hardy became as iconic as he has become as, Ven- as Venom, the un- then the obvious question is, how do we start to merge them? That's hard, too, mm-hmm. because to me, Venom succeeds by not being a Marvel... Uh, it, it's a Marvel character, but it's not a Marvel property. It's a yep. Sony property. And I feel that he... Uh, that it's... it's accomplishing what it's accomplishing by not being the traditional Marvel film. Mm-hmm. Even though it is very much a basic, almost paint-by-numbers comic book story in a lot of ways, it doesn't feel to me like a Marvel movie. Yeah, it feels like sure. a comic book movie from like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I always make the comparison to Daredevil, which everybody hates, but like right now we're so starved for like just non-agenda-driven movies that we're just excited to not have to put up with that. Uh, but For sure. I, I think I, I think there's a definitely a chance that that ends up happening here. So it, I have this pulled up from uh, Distractify, which I don't know how much credibility there is. But basically, they go into like what we know about the movie and what we don't. So if uh, you guys don't want to know anything, I, this isn't really spoilers. But they just talk about stuff that's already been seen in the trailers. So mm-hmm. it says Green Goblin makes an appearance. The Sinister Six assemble. That's this. Like you can literally see it right there. You can see Electric. You can see Sandman. Uh, it says Spider-Man gets new threads. That was, I believe that was the 2099 mm-hmm. uh, theory that they were talking about. And then Dr. Strange, uh, and then here's theories, not stuff that's confirmed. It says mm-hmm. there's a theory that Dr. Strange lives at the end of the film. Uh, a theory that alternate Spider-Man will show up uh, out from outside the MC to help outside Spidey, meaning that uh, alternate Spider-Man will show up to help out uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man. So we know that one. That's Andrew Garfield, uh, Tobey Maguire. E. <laughs> and then here it is right here Ven- theory is that Venom shows up somewhere in the film it says with his inclusion in the film already teased at the end of, of at the end of Venom let there be carnage we could very well see uh, Eddie Brock played by Tom Hardy and the symbiote show up at one point in the film uh, in fact there could very well be the getaway we need to see Tom Holland's Peter Parker grow through his own black suit phase I don't see that happening Mm-mm. not anytime soon no because like already he's already the cool Spider-Man because like he has all the um, Stark tech yeah. built into his suit, so I think he's like cool Spider-Man. Unless like they want to outdo like Mal- uh, Miles Morales or Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. But some people mm-hmm. don't like the fact that he's got all the Stark tech. Like some people just really? call him Iron Man Junior. and are not a fan of that. Part, you know, feeling like he's like just Junior uh, Robert. Da- you know, he's Junior Robert Downey Jr. No, but he's there's Junior a, Tony Stark. But there's a theory like um so. Did you watch Iron Man 3? Yeah. So you know that little kid? Mm-hmm. So oh, that little yeah. kid, and then at the end credit scenes, um, like not at the scenes, like the end credits. Like I've only seen Iron Man 3 like two or three times, which okay. is like, that's mo- a lot for me for a Marvel movie, but I, I actually love those Iron Man movies more than... I'm just kidding. So, so uh, say that again. So the little kid... So the little kid, and then at the end credit, um, you hear this like mechanical... Noise, oh, wow. and they're saying that little kid is going to grow up to be Iron Lad. So the everybody's saying that Peter Parker, Tom Holland's Peter Parker being Iron Man Junior. I don't think it's going to be possible because they are setting up for Iron Lad. Well, also I think they're doing Ironheart. Yeah, they are. They're, That's they're, confirmed. Ugh, I have no interest in. So Dude, I you're going to make uh, me watch that out of revenge for making you watch Hawkeye. I'm not watching it either yeah. because well, I'll watch. I'm we're going to watch it. It's just I think Ironheart wasn't she like most hated, but everybody liked um, Shiri. No, nobody likes 
Ironheart, as far as I know. Like, nobody likes Ironheart, but everybody loves Shiri. Like, a lot. Shiri, well, you mean, like... The comic books. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lo- like, more, I mean, like, in popularity. So that, yeah, like, mm-hmm. uh, from what I've read, like, I, I don't read those comics now. Like, mm-hmm. it's uh, modern-day Marvel is kind of a dumpster fire, but that's yeah. that's my personal take on it. Uh, so this is uh, the Kevin Feige article that they were talking about, and it says... Uh, Basically, they're just asking questions about how they're going to get him in there. So do you think that it's going to be the scene they're talking about is that one from the trailer where uh, they're, sw- you know, where they feel like they see they took out the the other two Spider-Men. Mm-hmm. And that in that scene, instead of that, what you see is actually Venom mm-hmm. in the final product because they did the same thing when um, Infinity War was coming out. There's this scene of Thanos when he flexes with the. Uh, Infinity Stones on the gauntlet, and gauntlet. in the final, in the in the in the trailer, mm-hmm. he has like three or four of the Infinity st- or two two in, two of the Infinity Stones in in the scene from the trailer. But in the final product, he actually had more. Mm-hmm. So they actually changed that scene just for the trailer mm-hmm. to make it so that you wouldn't be spoiled with what was going on there. So they they do that stuff. That's very tricky in the way of editing and cutting things together to keep we people guessing. We need to guessing. be on that level. Yeah. Well, they they do that. They're very good at keeping people guessing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's funny because there, there's like every day I'm like, are people sick of talking about Spider Man yet? And like nobody's sick of talking about Spider Man. Mm-hmm. They really are. They're like, I don't know if this movie can live up to the hype that it's it's surrounding. Wouldn't that itself. be really sad? Everybody's like disappointed. I they're like disappointed. Um, Mr. Uh, Mr. H loved it. Mm-hmm. Said he absolutely loved the movie. I I watched about three seconds of the review and I turned it off just because I don't want it to color my opinion mm-hmm. of when we see it tomorrow. But I read about five to ten comments and in mm-hmm. the general consensus, and I'm guessing these all must be be, be people in Britain mm-hmm. that they really enjoyed it and they felt that Peter Parker really comes into his own. Tom Holland comes into his own as the character, mm-hmm. which would make sense given the fact that they want to do three more films with him. So yeah. they want to make it a double... Is there a word for double trilogy? I don't know if there's a word for double trilogy. Quadruple. Quad, yeah, duh, trilogy. I, I have no duh idea. trilogy. But they, they <laughs> want him you know, to take over that role as to become the, the Tony Stark of that universe. Mm-hmm. And Tom Holland is progressing well enough as an actor, mm-hmm. has enough gravitas in his performance that I think he can do that. So I don't know. This will be interesting to see if this lands the way that Spider-Man 3 from the Tobey Maguire never was able to pull off, meaning my one consistent fear that I've had throughout all of these uh, topics uh-huh. is that there's just too many villains. Like, it's just I too mean, many people. Do you think that's the Spider-Man curse? I think I asked yeah. this before. Having a rogues gallery does not mean... It's like the opposite problem Batman has. Mm-hmm. Batman always ends up being just going back and dealing with the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Spider-Man, always in that third movie, has mm-hmm. like a gazillion villains. What's but I that? love it when they always do the Joker. Like, now it's like cliche. They're like, Joker secretly is in love with Batman. And he doesn't like it Bec- when he doesn't pay attention to it. Because him. it's 2021 and everything has to be about Well, have you like seen... <laughs> Lego Batman. Yes. Yeah, like that and that end scene where he's like, "Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you're my most favorite villain ever." It's. I mean, it makes sense, but to me, it's just like, can we just keep it out of it? Can you just be a bad guy? Does it have to be some something weird, twenty twenty one shit that we don't need? Well, it's not weird. I feel like it kind of builts into the cycle. Well, he, he says it in the movies too. In mm-hmm. in the Dark Knight, he says, "You complete me." Your garbage that can, he says, your garbage that kills for money. So the Joker has always felt that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Batman feels that way. 
Batman's like, I must kill you. N- no, Batman won't kill him. And that's why the Joker keeps getting away and hurting people. <laughs> well, no. If you watch Batman Beyond, he does die, but then somebody else replaces him. There you go. Um, they, cartoons. I don't. I don't get. I'm talking movie canon and, and cartoons. Well, this is yeah. canon. Yeah. Movie canon. Oh, fine. Live action canon. Fine, fine. But I'm curious. Who is your favorite portrayal of the Joker? Uh, I bet you. You think it's. I bet you like the Mark Hamill. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I like that one more. Yeah. Like, I I don't know because like personally, I grew up with like the cartoon Batman. Yeah, so, so Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill. is. Like really Makes something sense. that hits home. All right. I'm well, like, I, I need to hear that laugh. Do you like the? Uh, do, do, speaking of what you were just talking about with Batman and the Joker, do you like the the weird dynamic between Venom and Eddie Brock? I kind of do, but like, um, I, have you read the comic books? No, I was not a Venom. <coughs> I, so one of the comic books, um, Eddie Brock, um, and Venom. So Eddie finally dies. And when Eddie dies, like, Venom and Eddie, like, are talking. And, like, um, basically, Eddie's like, I love you. And Venom's like, I love you, too. Please don't die on me. Yep. Like, they make it like that. Like, they, um, because I believe, like, later in the comics, they do marry each other. Because they're one entity. It's, uh, which makes the whole uh, wife's, uh, wife, the wife character from the movie is very tacked on. And, mm-hmm. like, they, they don't even need her. Nope. She's um, just there. I still think it's uh, it's harder to probably pull off on screen than it is in the comics. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine the comics uh, writing in that medium is probably easier to pull off that. that yeah, theme. because like that scene, basically Eddie, I think he gets shot. He gets shot, and like Venom can't save him. Yeah, that's the part where like Venom is like, oh God, I'm losing the love of my life mm-hmm. right now. I don't know if you're going to get anything <coughs> quite that nuanced mm-hmm. in these movies. I, I think they're kind of they're still kind of slapstick in the way they're put together, which I love. Mm-hmm. But uh, in that case, then don't try to do something deeper that you don't really feel like that you may not have the gravitas to pull off, right? Mm-hmm. So if that works for a different franchise, that's one thing. But if what you're making doesn't really align with that type of theme and tone don't i say don't even go there they kind of remind me of like mom and dad fighting yeah, a little bit right now in the movie so like i don't think they're gonna ever hit where like um eddie and, and venom themselves like actually like falling in love yeah. with each other because that would be weird that would be weird you guys are pretty much the same person it's like that lady who married herself there you go Oh, God. oh yeah, and then yeah. got divorced because she met somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> that was that is like the most peak twenty twenty one story ever. Yeah, um, Inside Job made fun of that joke. The, that joke of a story. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Joey B Tunes covered it too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. we need Joey B Tunes on this show. We do <laughs> have Joey B Tunes back. Yeah, you guys should like complain on IRL. Go like have Joey B Tunes be on Pop Culture Crisis. Nah, he would be perfect. To, to do, so. uh, I do have uh, his personal number. Odd flex, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Sorry. How did, what does your boyfriend think of that? I told him about Joey Betunes, and he's like, "Who?" And he got ner- needlessly g- jealous and angry. No, he was like, "Who is Joey?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who Joey Betunes uh, can't get, uh, can't make fun of. Dang it! That's not a joke. Something's gonna work. I was nope. Say family. Ben Diesel. I was gonna say family. 
I thought you were going to say like he can't make fun of Vin Diesel shirtless. He could. He could. He could still make fun of Vin Diesel shirtless. I think. God damn it. He, he could probably do. Joey B. Tunes is pretty untouchable. So, mm. <laughs> um, this is very very sad sad news coming out about the Fast and the Furious franchise, which me and Miracle love on a bat. Well, I do. I I, I, I like love the, these movies. I like the Tokyo Drift song. Of course you do. <laughs> Tokyo Drift's like the only one that I I've only watched like once. All the rest of them I've seen ten thousand times. Uh, I, Though I, I love Lucas Black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, I can't watch it. Like, after Paul Walker died, I'm like, I can't watch it. I thought I wouldn't be able to either, but it, I have a theory that mm-hmm. the gear shifting puts you in a trance. <laughs> so, like, when you're watching it, it's what, like the, what was the, um, the, the joke from uh, Honest Trailers was like, mm-hmm. the movie series that you don't love, but you don't hate enough to turn off when it's on cable. That's what these are. So you turn oh it on, and it's on your TV for like five seconds, and you hear like four gear shifts, and s- some crazy freaking bio-neural thing goes off in your brain, and you're just like, must keep watching. Or, or... Have you watched the cartoon series that they no, have? No. It's on Netflix. It's called Fast and Furious also, and it's a cartoon series. My little brother watched Why it. would I do that when I can go watch the movies? No. Is, watch the cartoons what's, too. What's the difference? Uh, what's the cartoon series about? Basically, the cartoon series, I haven't watched it, but I just know the cars are souped up. No. Like they're super-ish. Like... Like super big, like not real cars, like these cars in the movies. <laughs> kind of. Okay. No, like they glow. Apparently. Oh, uh, well, the cars in the first two movies glow, glowed, glue, glue. glue? I don't think glue is a word. I, I mean, it's not so. that. It, I mean, glue is a word, but G L E W doesn't sound real to me. No, but I, I like it in the second movie, like Tokyo Drift, where like that's the. Well, okay, you're talking timeline, right? The, yeah. The second, too fast, too furious. You leave too fast, too furious alone. I love too fast. <sighs> Okay, fine. It technically it's a third movie, right? Tokyo yes. Drift. So Tokyo Drift, I love it when he came to Japan and like there's one foreign student with him and it's a girl, surprisingly. Yep. I love Lucas Black. That the actor who played here's mm-hmm. a fun fact, that Lucas Black who's in that, mm-hmm. he's uh he was also for like five seasons in like one of the NCIS shows, like mm-hmm. New Orleans. Uh he was the Young actor who gets, uh, who like falls into this sand pit and then gets infected with alien goo in the original X Files movie in 1998. Like that long, so he was like 11 years old in that. And then when I saw him later, I'm like, I I didn't recognize him by his looks because Mm -hmm. when you're 11 and when you're an adult, you don't look the same. But his voice is so distinct Mm -hmm. that southern, you know, his southern tone Mm -hmm. that I was like, holy crap, his southern tone. Why? Yeah, kind of got you. Yeah. It entranced you. But the sad <coughs> thing about it is, is the Fast and the Furious Ten is getting delayed because. Wah, wah, wah. But gear shifting is not all bad news. But shifting gears is not all bad <coughs> news. And there is bad news as far as I'm concerned with some of the ideas they have for mm-hmm. these future pictures. So it says uh, the journey began in 2001 with the Fast and the Furious entering its final stretch. There are two more movies left in the main Fast and the Furious film series with Fast and Furious 10 set to begin filming in January. Until today, the next adventure starring Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto and his gang of fast-driving world savers was intended to come out in April's, on April 7th of 2023. However, official words come out that the Fast and Furious 10 has been delayed, though thankfully this gear shift isn't too big of a deal. F- pun fully intended, they said. It's been a long day. It has been. It says <laughs> Universal... Without you. Yes. <laughs> 
Oh, I was like, it has been a long day, and like, oh, you're singing the song from Fast and the Furious. 10. Yeah, but I'm singing the in memories of Fast and Furious Ten. It's been a long day without you, my friend. I hope to see you again. We can drive a car. <laughs> we, we should we should have brought a micro machine or like a little Hot Wheels car to like. <laughs> Roll across the table My phone can act like it okay. I got a goat sticker So I feel happy Do you so, like your goat sticker? Yeah it's like <laughs> a little orange It's like a little halo And it's like smiling The goat The goat So it says Universal Pictures has decided to move Fast and the Furious 10 to May 19th of 2023 So that's like barely a move at all mm -hmm. It's like a month <laughs> April, yeah, a month, less than a month. Uh, that's no, not even a delay. A little over, but yeah, that's just a hiccup. Mm -hmm. uh, a release date the studio had previously held for a, quote, untitled event film. Universal didn't provide any reasons for why it pushed Fast and the Furious 10 back a little over a month, but because it's set to arrive a week before the Memorial Day weekend, that might help drawing bigger crowds. I don't know if this franchise needs help drawing bigger crowds, nope. to be completely honest. Have you been on their roller coaster at Universal? No, I have not. Is it amazing? Do you go with family? <laughs> I went with my grandmother. She didn't like it. So because you went with family. Eh. But I um I didn't like the um I didn't like the motion capture that they had. It made me dizzy. So it's like a video projector type. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. But right. then like you're sitting in one place, but it moves you. Like, have you ever been to like Universal and like the Shrek? Park? I have. I don't do water. I don't do. I don't do any type of theme park. Oh, I we don't. should take you to Disney World. We're nearby. What? Disney World. <laughs> you just blew out the speakers and everyone's eardrum all to <laughs> shill for me. I think you really just want to get a job at Disney and that's why you're here. <laughs> like You're like, sure, we're small now, but we could end up getting big enough where I could get a job working for Disney. I think you're a shill. I think you're a secretly a shill at heart. I think you just want to no. I think you just want to stand hard for, for <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Oh, do your Mickey Mouse voice. I'm I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, I forgot already. No, it, you remember when you were laughing in the kitchen? Like I do. I, do but I can't do it on the air now. I'll I'll think about doing it tomorrow. Can you say I'll think hot? I'm doing it tomorrow, Minnie. <laughs> that's not it. I can't Kinda. do it. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday. But no, we should take you to Disney World. I don't want to go to Disney World. It's so cool. I will only go if if we can get Neon and Geeky to go with us. Neon and Geeky from Clownfish TV. Yeah. I don't know if you'll ever see this. They will but never see this. That's okay, though. Oh. That's okay. Somebody, like, send them a link. No. Like, one of you <laughs> lucky viewers, send They're them the link. Following them since under 50, 50K. Um, you have. I, I followed them, like, a little bit. Like, I think I followed them last year. Uh, very, very good stuff to mm -hmm. uh, to listen to when you're doing other things. I like this stuff. So mm -hmm. this is, nah, um, when they're talking about the release date, it says, this also means Vin Diesel now has two movies coming out in May 2023 as he's repri reprising his role as Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which comes out two weeks before Fast and the Furious 10. Wait. Assuming the movie sticks to its current date, this will be the first Fast and the Furious film to come out in May since 2013's Fast and the Furious 6. There was a time when Fast 9 was supposed to arrive in theaters on May 28th, 2021, mm -hmm. but it ended up settling uh, a setting on June 25th, 2021, with Fast and the Furious 10 having vacated the April 7th slot. Universal now has given the slot to an untitled DreamWorks animation film. Mm -hmm. All those months are so... You start to get so busy with the movies around that time that year. All the, you know... I rem April's still pretty early. I remember it was weird to me originally before COVID when they were originally going to release Black Widow in mm -hmm. in May. I thought that was weird. Do you that they think we need the right 
like since there's so many movies that are coming out do you think we need to write a, like a little planner of all the movies you need to watch yeah or like a big <coughs> whiteboard down at the bo- down in the, like the basement here and mm. just put it up there oh, for, with dates speaking about whiteboards well it's actually a blackboard but um one of one of my neighbors has like a a blackboard and it says for free and nobody's taking it i'm low key down to bring it i hate the sound of chalk Mm-hmm. On chalkboard, I li- you have to have a certain way to write it, but it's like a big blackboard. So basically, it's like from that corner to this corner. Could use that to decorate when we redecorate in here. Yeah, it's still there, and I'm like, I kind of want it. We should see if Andy should take it. We're having Andy. A, we're, we're like having like a work meeting in the middle of this <laughs> segment. Thank you. You are the queen, the king queen. You're. The it, it is queen spell okay yeah you're the queen of distractions my friend yeah you, you're the queen of distractions also notice how my voice starts to go whenever i read the articles and it comes back when we go back to talking normal yeah i hate that so you a, have a narrating voice i have a narrating voice so it says uh, <laughs> the fast nine end credit scene also indicates that jason statham's deckard shaw would be involved in the main film series next chapter Okay, I'm not going to keep doing that voice. <laughs> uh, Deckard was previously seen teaming up with Dwayne Johnson's Luke uh, Hobbs in Hobbs and Shaw. I love Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> but mm. at the end of Fast 9, he was visited by uh, Sun Kang's Han Lu, uh, the man who he thought he'd killed. Speaking of Johnson, The Rock made it clear that while he's on board for more Hobbs and Shaw films, he won't return to the final entries of the Fast and the Furious saga, despite Vin Diesel's emotional plea for him to change his mind. I don't remember the emotional. Do you remember this? Was that nope. a thing? Uh, I I always thought there was their egos were too big to to plea on that. Who do you think is more like egotistic or like more balder, or more, or more balder? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Like who like who has a bigger ego? Just telling from the shininess of their baldness. Well, then it's the Rock because of all the baby oil. Mm, but Vin Diesel does baby oil too. I don't want to think about any more <laughs> about men and ba- baby. No baby oil. Get the baby oil out of here. I'm going to buy you baby oil now. That's just weird. I'm um, like, here you go, Brett. Baby oil. And just spray it into your face. Thank you for that. That's what she said. <laughs> um, that's what he said. Uh, I don't know. The The Rock always... I think The Rock does a fantastic job of, of like curating his image so that he doesn't come off as egotistical. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you behind the scenes, he's a cutthroat businessman. Like, it's part of his image. He's a fantastic uh, promoter for himself. But, yeah, that's true. Because, like, um, Face Off. <laughs> he wasn't in Face Off. No, Face Off, like, the song. Oh. Duh. I'm not singing that song. I will. Though there was a funny one about... Uh, oh, I can't, there's a funny meme about it. I can't even think about it. I, there's always so much stuff I can't remember. But... I that song is like I I always thought it was weird that The Rock decided to rap it all. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it was like like he doesn't need to. It'd have been cooler if he did like experimental jazz. <laughs> if The Rock was like really into like wanted to be like a live like he just gave up his career as a movie stu- as a movie star to mm-hmm. be like. Uh, what, what a jazz call? musician. Yeah. Well, no, but yeah, but like a house musician. Like you know, he's the guy who accompanies. He does whoever. house music. No, no, like uh, like uh, like a lot of clubs. They have house mm-hmm. musicians. So like they have, they play the shows with the with returning artists. So it's like they they perform every week at the same place. The Rock just gives up his career as like a billion dollar box office draw to play like the flute <laughs> at a in a bar. Imagine The Rock playing the flute. Be amazing. Wait, how tiny a flute? Is it like a regular flute okay. or is it like a pic- um, piccolo? We'll have him play. 
<laughs> we'll give him an even funnier incident. Like, what if The Rock just played classical music? The Rock was just played the cello every weekend. That's not funny. It fits his size. That's true. Dang it. That's why I said piccolo. Piccolo okay. is like a tiny little instrument. No, Violin. Violin's smaller than a cello. I know, but it still fits his proportion. His huge, enormous shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, rumble. Gonna take their face off. I'm not singing that song. Go ahead, camera's on you now. Sing the song right now. I just did. Sing more. Oh. More. Uh, they gonna rumble. They gonna take your face off. <laughs> it's not even his part. That's the, the, No, it is. Isn't that the Le- tech nine? Isn't that the tech nine no, part? No, it's legit his part. No, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that song. Uh, it's, it's about the ride. It's about power. They <laughs> stay hungry. They devour. Put it in the work. Put it in the hour. Take what's ours. Okay. Our viewer count, <laughs> minim, minuscule as it may be now, Black and Samoan, is, going, it, is dropping even further right now. Black and Samoan in my veins, my cultural band with the strange. I, I couldn't even tell the difference. You sound just like him. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. You're, you're just like him. Are you going to go, is that going to be your own workout song now? I'm not telling you what's my <laughs> workout song. I, I, I want to know. I, I, I changed the game. Well, we are having a mandatory workout. I'm, tomorrow they i'm gonna be mysteriously sick tomorrow well it's also along the lines of us going to the movie oh yeah <laughs> so we, we get to miss it yeah <laughs> yes this is awesome so uh i, I guess we'll go see like so that we're gonna go may may of next year we'll we'll have fast no yeah 2023 no tw- two years from now will we even be here it's a 2023. We won't even be. <laughs> we, we we might not even be here at that time. Why you say that? Because it's like two years from now. What do you think we're going to do in two years? I don't know. We could be anywhere next year. You could be working for Disney. <laughs> shill. No. You're you, going to be working for Disney like a total shill. No. You totally are. I'm not going to be. She's here. just, she's, it's, it's hypergamy, my friend. You're just on your way. just climbing <laughs> the ladder to the top of the corporate ladder. I'm That's like, I you, must have that Disney She's like, I, I can't work for you, you Pleb, you plebeian. Change the change the game. What's my mother trucking name? Rock. Well, then we're going to have you sing the theme song to Fast 10. <laughs> Fast 10's theme song by Miracle Soul. <laughs> I will totally listen to it. Okay, no, I won't. I, I won't listen to it. I'll, I'll, it'll be too You're going to scream yeah. mama. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely not doing that. So we're getting off this topic right now. Like I'm, I'm banning this topic. We're, we're moving on. We are moving on to Henry Cavill news because we stand as much as you stand for Disney. I stand hard for, for Henry Cavill. Who told you I stand for Disney? Please do not look at my back. That is my personal observation of your behavior (laughs) that you stand for Disney, but we stand together for Henry Cavill because Henry Cavill is uh, the man. So he uh, he impresses me more and more like with every interview mm-hmm. that he does in a lot of ways. Like it feels like every time he talks, he's he's got like a booklet of like just the right things to say in current year where like every other celebrity is saying this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. And it's <laughs> going to come off really, really well. Wait, or is it just you like staring into his deep eyes? It wouldn't be his eyes. It would be that strong chin in those or that in the fake sh- mustache the, that the cgi off the the cgi mustache hey i was fine with it okay <laughs> like what what i thought was weirdest about that going off topic slightly mm-hmm. was when they showed that couldn't they have easily like th- what they should have done instead is put like a like an instagram filter over him and have it pretend like the f- mustache was done by <laughs> 
by like an Instagram filter by whoever was filming him. And that explains why the mustache is there. Well, like also, how would you take that serious if he's like punching? Not um, to mention that scene wasn't that important. It was just that scene where he says, "I'm also a big fan of justice." They could have just cut it. Justice. Well, I'm saying that scene caused them months of undue grief, Mm -hmm. worse than Martha. Worst, okay, maybe not as bad as Martha. I thought that was funny. But, but like, for all the grief that that bad CGI scene cost them, mm-hmm. why not just cut that scene? It wasn't important. It Maybe th- it has an importance. What about the Snyder Cut? I love the Snyder Cut. I know, but, like... All gazillion hours of it. God. Let's get to the article. Let's get you to didn't the even answer my question. Do you think in the Snyder Cut there was a reason for it? They don't have the mustache. It's completely gone from the Snyder Cut. There ah! is no mustache in the Snyder Cut. That's pooey. Well, it's because it's there. Snyder was smart. <laughs> so uh, uh, it says Henry Cavill would quote love to be cast in the reported Mass Effect Amazon series, uh, and then it says right below that season two of The Witcher will debut on Netflix on December seventeenth. We will start that uh, as well. Soon. Yep. Uh, we we'll review that on here maybe. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Like review Hawkeye and then review The Witcher. Maybe do a this couple. This is us doing another work meeting yep, within like, the podcast. Do a couple of episodes at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's heavier material though like it's to me it's heavier material than like hawkeye is just very bathtub television boring but come on you didn't like that scene where like she summons people to clap (laughs) okay so in the article it says uh, in a new interview actor henry cavill from the witcher has expressed potential interest in being cast as the recently revealed mass effect adaptation that is nearing a deal at amazon studios speaking with games radar Cavill revealed that he, quote, loved the original series and thinks that they are, quote, brilliant games. It, it all depends on how they're executing it, said Cavill. The world of adaptation can be a heavy, can be heavier light. When I like a product, I prefer the adaptation to be less changed from the source. Mm-hmm. So it is all depends, quote, uh, and then it says depends. If the series finds a home, I would love to have a conversation. Like this dude is single-handedly like the entire, like every man of entertainment, all of us fans, he's mm-hmm. like, our, our savior and guardian right now. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> it says, uh, oh, say? in November, it was reported that Amazon Studios uh, was nearing a, a deal to make a TV series based on BioWare's popular video game series, Mass Effect. Unfortunately, all that's known at this stage is the quoted phrase, uh, it's still early days and nothing is confirmed at this point. So it's early, you know, they don't mm-hmm. have anything really figured out as far as like what they're doing with it. Yeah. Uh, but it says, however, the notion that the notion is not without merit as Amazon is also producing a fallout TV so- show with Westworld's Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. That could be good. Cause I freaking love Jonathan Nolan. Uh, I love Westworld season one. I am less enamored with season two. I love his show, Person of Interest, which is my favorite television mm-hmm. show of all time. So if he's doing a follow-up TV show, I would at the very least be willing to check it out. Wait, it's a live action, right? Yeah, I think, I'm assuming that's what they mean by that, live okay, action. Okay, if it's live action, I think they could do it. But if it's animations, I kind of want to see how it would play out. Because like, if they're doing animation, it kind of reminds me of how The Witcher... Um, the animation like movie that we yeah, were watching. Yeah, we didn't. Was, I didn't finish it. Do you want to finish it later? I, I didn't. The, the show is visually more interesting to me. The the animation just didn't hold my interest. I the like same the way. animation because like the violence in the beginning, I was like, yes, yeah. more blood. But it, to me, like the, the like the 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 gratuitous nature of like the television show, 
like what was it we were watching the episode three again but like the amount of blood and the dark tone to the to the actual lighting in mm-hmm. the live action holds my interest better that's personal mm-hmm. preference like the end i have a much harder time watching animated movies like the last one that i really loved if i'm being completely honest teenage mutant Ninja turtles versus uh, batman versus the teenage mutant Ninja turtles the movie oh that one's cute because everybody like transform into animals yeah like the joker was a cobra mm. harley quinn was a uh, hyena. hyena yeah i love um, that who else was in there uh, uh oh mr freeze was a polar bear yep that was uh that was the last animated movie that i took the time to watch and then rewatch. like but mm. we've also been i've been busy like i just That's don't true. have the we the, both got busier like ever yeah. since like but, joining the show. But for, for uh, a a lot of things is like with something like that, I look for rewatchable rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Meaning like I can like something, but it, I can love something, but it doesn't necessarily mean I want to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of movies like me and when we were here yesterday talking with Chris, yeah. we talked about uh, the movie Heat, yeah. and I said that movie is both a, a rare example of something that I believe is both a, a cinematic classic, but also has high reach rewatchability for me. Meaning that I can put it on a couple of times times a year and be completely enamored with it very little in the way of media these days does that for me mm. most of it feels very disposable mm-hmm. to me yeah i try to like rewatch a couple of things i think like what's really rewatchable is like the new mickey mouse shorts <laughs> <laughs> so we are so different it's so funny how different we are i'm talking about like a michael mann crime noir thriller from like <laughs> 1995 and you're like i love mickey mouse shorts <laughs> I you, love them. Again, a nut, more proof that you just want to shill for Disney, woman. No, I love them because, like, it has the esque of, like, old Mickey Mouse, but it's actually new. Like, um, there's an episode, Nostalgia Critic talked about it. It was like a Halloween. I think you just have the hots for Nostalgia Critic. Yeah, that bald head. I think that's your thing. That bald head and bow tie. Bow tie. Bow tie. I, I don't know where the bow tie came from. I mean, bald head and that tie. Yum. Yep. Very. Yeah, I watched his. Uh, I watched his uh, review, like the reviews of Underworld mm-hmm. recently. I, I love. I well, okay. Well, for me, why I brought it up is because there was a Halloween episode where it's the new animations of Mickey Mouse, and like it has like that old feeling of old cartoons where they can mentally like screw you up, but mm-hmm. it's like still enjoyable. Yeah, I love watching it. I just stopped. Like I just watched it today too. This is like my. F- I think six times watching it. That's that's rare to find something that mm-hmm. you can watch. How long are they? They're like only um, 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's good too. Like, like I think five to 10 minutes. Anything short in this day and age, I feel like does better. Like, yeah. The attention span of the average person is like when we were watching um, Hellbound, mm-hmm. uh, those episodes were about 40 to 50 minutes, right? Yeah. You have to be really into this. Story. You have to be, you have to be committed to it. Like the, mm-hmm. the Hawkeye episodes are about 45 minutes uh, and those pass by relatively fast. But if they were mm-hmm. longer than that, they might drag like they might because like still like this is what I don't like about the Hawkeye series is like they don't talk about the character. We don't know anything about this character that much. And like all of a sudden we'll he's get like into the it. we'll get into it mm-hmm. when we get into go it. Ahead, go but ahead. but in general, like uh the shorter things are these days, the better. Mm-hmm. Like it, it weirdly enough movies are in a way a shorter time commitment so it's easier to commit to watch a min an hour and 35 minute movie than mm-hmm. it is to watch a eight four hour eight, movie well to watch eight episodes of a mm-hmm. show that are all an hour each or 45 minutes each but come on like a lot of people committed to um game um game of thrones until the last season that's true uh, but the world has changed mm-hmm. since i mean in general people are like first of all that's not a show you want to watch on your phone 
Uh, it's not a show you want to watch on a small screen. That's something that's made to be watched on, on a, a big on screen. a large on on a large like like a movie. I mean, mm-hmm. those those episodes had movie sized budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that TV show, but then like as everybody's saying, like the last season kind of disappointed. Um, I don't know. I, I I knew a couple people who liked the last season. I I didn't care for it. Well, it's I'm also I wasn't very enamored with the books, so I don't mm-hmm. have the same. Uh, I understand why people who don't care about the books don't mm-hmm. have the same connection to the to the source material. Like I said, I'm a visual person, so mm-hmm. books. Uh, I liked Harry Potter. I liked yeah. Lord of the Rings, but in general. I, I don't read as many of the adaptations as a lot of other people do just because of being dyslexic. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, I, it's easier for me to watch something mm-hmm. uh, and give it leeway when mm-hmm. I don't care as much about the source material. But that doesn't mean I don't understand why people who are rabidly fan, you know, rabid fans of the source material, I understand why they get angry. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it's not even Henry that. Cavill. That's Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Well, like, for me, like... I feel like it was bad because they already went downhill. Like Daenerys, yeah, that's her name. Yeah. Like, um, basically, she just went mad with power, and they don't explain how. It didn't really make sense. Yeah, uh, so that's the reasoning for me why I said the last season was terrible because like there's no explanation to it. But I mm-hmm. I do think it's better when the directors and the writers of the television shows have a strong understanding of the source material. Mm-hmm. I know that the two guys who made the last seasons didn't read. The books. Well, it's or didn't care about the books. They didn't care for the books, but also there's only, I think, a total of three books out, and they were waiting for book four. But um, well, it was like it was the only one, mm-hmm. the only seasons that weren't based on. Uh, sort there was no source material to pull from, so mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to. Uh, you can't expect a pair of Hollywood writers. Mm-hmm. Is it? it was Benioff and uh, Benioff and Weiss. So, yeah. uh, you're not going to be able to expect people who just are your average everyday Hollywood writer, no matter how good they are, mm-hmm. to write at the same to write a television show at the same caliber as the J.R.R. Uh, or the J.R. as the George R.R. Martin books, right? Because mm-hmm. those books are phenomenal, are are, are phenomenons uh, in culture. So mm-hmm. I can't expect a guy to come in, and two guys to come in and make two seasons of a show that will be able to live up to the caliber of the books that the mm-hmm. original episode well, seasons were based on. I wouldn't expect that of them. Mm-hmm. Well, like, also during that time, they were trying to make an AI, like, write the rest of the books for him. But the they said the AI did it terribly because, like, it included characters that already died. Well, that's, that just proves to you that AI is not ready to take over the world yet. Yeah. I, I, it's, uh, I don't, in general, do you, uh, do you think that this is going to be a... My theory was always that the next golden age of television and movies will be video game movies. Mm-hmm. I think Somebody so. will crack a formula. Mm-hmm. Well, Sonic did it well. Yeah. But somebody will crack a formula to make adult-themed... Because Sonic is still a ch- In the end, is still a kid's property, right? Mm-hmm. It's still... It's a PG movie. But look movie. at Resident Evil. That was one of the stepping stones, too. Yeah, but they're... Silent it's not Hill? Like, it's not like those movies are regarded as pieces of high art. It's not, but, like, still, it was, like, one of the stepping stones of, like, video game movies. There was, like, Mario Brothers. The 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 original Tomb Raider is probably still the best video game movie. <laughs> that is true. I love that movie. The original Tomb Raider is, mm-hmm. is a freaking masterpiece. If you ever want to watch something really funny, watch Chris Stuckman's review Come on. of Tomb Raider. Come on. You didn't like Doom with The Rock? No, I did not like Doom. I didn't. I think I, I saw about like 10 minutes either. of Doom, and, and mm-hmm. that was based on like people's opinions of it, so I was already going into it with a negative take. Plus, I'm from that generation of Doom. Like, I'm from that generation of people who played Doom. So, <laughs> Well, have you played Mass Effect? No. 
Okay. I've played Fallout. Oh. Yeah. But um, ooh, imagine a Fallout game. Well, that's what there's. Well, Wait, which a Fallout? Game. Uh, look at right here. Um, not a Fallout game movie. Uh, there, that's what they're talking about mm -hmm. right here. So there's, they're producing that as well. Mm -hmm. And it says Bioware's Mac Walter said in June that the TV show is a natural fit for Mass Effect. If you're going to tell a story that uh, that's as fleshed out as Mass Effect TV, as Mass Effect TV is the way to do it. So what they're saying is that there's so much story in these games mm -hmm. that movies don't really make sense. Yeah, like, especially like Mass Effect and Fallout. Like Fallout has different series. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I asked you, which one yeah. did you play? Like, I know um, Mike Burnsfire, he plays the Las Vegas version. It's uh, And that one's okay. I just, to me, video game, I don't know if they're going to be ready. In like, mm -hmm. I don't trust these studios to do it. I don't trust these studios to make good, uh, to make these products well anymore. <laughs> oh, well, what about? The movie, the movie studio. I don't trust mm -hmm. the, I don't trust Amazon to that's do these true. well. Well, Amazon did Invincible really good, but that's not a comic. Um, it's a comic book TV show. It's yeah. not a game TV show. Yeah. But I liked it. Like yeah. it was really good, and it was also animated. It was like basically it has a new twist. Yeah. With like how we view superheroes. Yeah. Same thing with the boys. Amazon. Mm -hmm. It's based on a comic book series too. That was really good. Yeah, but that's comics, not games. Like I just I, I'm waiting to see mm -hmm. the. I, there's going to be a Last of Us. TV show yeah. as well. With, I'm waiting for that. With Pedro Pascal. That, mm -hmm. If that one turns out well, maybe you have more well, faith. What about um, The Walking Dead? That's based on a video comic. Comic, but th then video game. The later seasons? Yeah. Well, it's a, like a mobile game. Like you can play any I've character. Never played the. I've never played the game. Oh, I did. I, I thought it was okay. And then there was like the Tall Tale versions of the game where okay. you play. Um, what's her name? The lady with the um, machete? Uh, Michonne. Yeah, Michonne. Yeah. Like they're the latest one. You play as her, and like she, like if you know the background of the character, like she loses her kids. Like yeah. she's looking for her kids, but she can't find them. And like uh, basically, so, so many of these shows mm. I've given up on in later seasons. Like I gave up on uh, The Walking Dead after. Well, I like that. watching the um, Tall Tale series because it's basically pick your own event um, venture games, and like. Uh, Batman did it too. Yeah. Batman did it. There was another walking game that did it. And then um there was like I forgot what it was called, but it was like a twist on fairy tales. Like you play as a detective who's the big bad wolf. And he's like looking for a murderer. Oh. And like Ariel's a stripper. I've never I've never done those. I've never played those. Oh, it's really no. fun. Like they're so aesthetically pre um pleasing because it's more like grim and like really brooding and yeah. like Everything's like a darker tone. That's okay. what I liked about it. And like the art style, I can't describe it. It's a game, not a... Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. It's a game. I was, thinking, I was thinking Gotham by Gaslight. <laughs> no, no. But, um, no, but basically it's really aesthetically pre um, really pleasing. I love them. I wish they produced more. I think they do. I just haven't like kept up with them. But it, it's just like... I feel like they can. If, like, video games, like, if you can play them and they feel like a movie, I feel like the... They'll resonate with kids more these days because mm -hmm. kids, are, kids aren't reading comics anymore. They're playing video games. But they're playing Roblox. What do you mean? Like, the younger generation? Like, what generation are you talking about? I'm saying kids younger, far younger than me. Like, your generation and younger aren't, pl aren't, aren't reading comics. They're playing video games. Mm, that's true. But in the... You remember the, um, My the book fair? My generation mm -hmm. played video games, but none of those have really been adapted well to 
to movies. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. I, I would say, like, oddly enough, the best is probably GoldenEye, which was a movie mm-hmm. that got turned into a video game, not the other way around. Yeah. Well, that's true. But I don't know. And I just... Resident Evil goes in the same... Qu- uh, kind of the same I had an example I was going to make earlier Resident Evil is kind of like the Fast and the Furious you'll put mm-hmm. it on in the background but you're not really necessarily invested in the movies That's and true. nobody went and saw Raccoon City because nobody asked for it <laughs> like nobody has faith that these products are going to be made mm-hmm. made well I know I, I don't play games anymore but I watched the review for Resident Evil mm-hmm. uh, for what was it seven that just came out uh, and the games are still getting strong reviews from a lot of people yeah, well, it's the same thing with Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like, I don't know what number they're at mm. anymore, but I feel like the, um, the movie and TV show industry, especially Amazon, I feel like they could do it. Okay. Well, I feel like they could do it. Then you have faith in it. You'll, we'll place our bets. You, I have like I have more faith in Amazon than I do in Netflix to ever be able well, to pull I'm something like that Well, I'm saying only Amazon. Yeah. I'm only saying Amazon. Yeah. That's the only company that I'll place a bet on. Because Pro- probably, because mm-hmm. like, when you think about it, Hulu is just Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney, I would have no faith to pull off any type mm-hmm. of video game. I don't know who's producing Uncharted, but I have no faith that that's going to come out well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has Tom Holland. Give him credit. Tom Holland is coming into his own as a fantastic actor. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the script will be good. But in general, you're probably, r- oddly enough, you're probably right. Of the streaming platforms, mm-hmm. at least, not movie studios. Yeah. Amazon probably would be the best, mm-hmm. li- the most likely to pull off something like that. So I stand corrected on that. You're probably right. Yeah, because like I already listed like two good shows from them. Yep. The, the, boys the Boys and Invincible. Yep. I never saw Invincible. It's so uh, good. I get I get recommended it by somebody like at least once every, uh, once a week still. It's so good, especially like the scene where like um, Ami Man, like he grabs like one of the guys that's supposed to be like their version of batman yeah oh no um the flash he like grabs him from the head and like he's squeezing it and the guy's like punching him really fast but it's not like doing anything because he's still squeezing it and then the face pops and like you see eyeballs like flying out i should check it out yeah it's one of those ones that i I don't often regret not seeing things Mm -hmm. like a, a lot of times i'm like well what am i supposed to like you just don't have the time but this is one that i still keep hearing so much about because it's so good like because it's like a weird twist and i watch like a bunch of reviews like what's gonna happen in season two so if you're not when is season two they never announced it. No, um, no announced date yet? No. Okay. Nobody announced it yet, so I'm excited for it. But um, the boys, they're going to come out with season three, which I'm really excited for. And they just came out with like a trailer for their animated series. Yep, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm so excited for it. Like anything like comic book related that's not from Marvel or DC, I'm so excited for it. Well, that's the way things are going with uh, the success of like Boom Studios mm-hmm. in IDW. Well, not IDW. Well, but with Boom. they kind of ruin um, the Umbrella Academy because like uh, Netflix, right? Yeah, Netflix, <laughs> Netflix. and also Elliot Page. N- n- anything Netflix ends up, mm-hmm. just in my opinion, very rarely mm-hmm. going right. But a lot of the other ones, like like The Gifted, I didn't like. Uh, most of them like i don't expect yeah. the tv shows to to turn out well mm-hmm. anything on the cw is garbage especially after arrow season three uh except for superman and lois mm-hmm. uh which i'm still loving but um what else well i like the animated movies like um like the dark um the dark universe of dc mm-hmm. where they had like john constantine in it i was like yes oh. i will stand for you you will and you know what that was a fantastic 
Fantastic segue, young mm-hmm. lady. Speaking of uh, John Constantine, sad Keanu. He wants to play Constantine again, and I feel like nobody remembers this performance. Uh, I I bet you if you looked at more people, probably remember the cover. Of, uh, that's all I remember. Like the it's cover just of him movie. walking, and like there's like faded wings, and it just says Constantine. So I've before we start reading this article, this this says this is an article from IGN, and mm-hmm. it says Keanu Reeves wants to play Constantine again. But no one will let him. <laughs> uh, so all I think of is the is the sad Keanu meme. Mm-hmm. And I also have to ask the question: um, If anybody's seen one of these episodes before, Miracle is a huge fan of, of John the, Constantine of the Matt Ryan yes. portrayal of of John Constantine. Uh, so, which would you rather see? I like both performance actually. Um, have them battle. Yeah, but like for me, if like you want like. The face of John Constantine, I feel like you have to get the TV show version. Because the that, Matt Ryan version. The Matt Ryan. Sorry, I forgot his name. He I, does look... Uh, he yeah. looks like the character. Like, if you imagine John Constantine, you imagine a rugged British man who doesn't care about anything. He keeps on saying boggers. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Something I thought was funny about... Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, re-watching the early seasons of Lucifer yes. recently. And I realized that you you know how he like he never actually smokes the cigarette. They always yeah. show him putting it out, mm-hmm. but they never actually show him using the cigarette. Yeah, it's like so Hollywood in twenty twenty one that you're not yeah. that they can't show stuff Mm-mm. like that because that would be bad. Same with like Candace Patton who plays uh, on the Flash. Yeah, uh, there's like they covered her up. Yeah. She's saying like she's not allowed to show her midsection on screen. It's just so freaking weird. Well, John Constantine, the um, Matt right. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan version. Um, basically, I think he did smoke, especially in Legends of Tomorrow. Like he did smoke. I would have to go back and look. I don't know mm-hmm. if he if he did or if he, if it's just him holding it or if he ever actually. Uses there was it. a scene where he was holding it, but then there was another scene in Legends of Tomorrow where he actually physically okay. smoked it. Maybe they let him. No, mm-hmm. but the but Lucifer they didn't. He was never allowed to. But maybe they cha- maybe that changed on the Netflix versions. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But he was not allowed to on the on the network television version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, come on, like. Um, I like Keanu's um, Reeves version of Constantine, like the movie. I like it because, like, it shows like he doesn't really have a heart. Because if you don't know about the character John Constantine, he does have a big heart. But like, um, when you first meet him, he is like an a hole. He's like, I don't care. Do you have the money? You do. Cool. And like, because this character, more background story about him. He sold his soul to the devil. And like um, basically, he's trying. His main goal is to get a little girl that he promised to get her and release her from hell, but he can't. That's his like main goal. Like the whole goal of him is trying to get her out. But in Legends of Tomorrow, he finally gets her out, but she's like, "Let me back in." That's yeah. the only world I know. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like heartbroken. And Very like, sad. and somebody that um, he loved, he saved him. And he was like, why did you do this? Yeah. You're the reason why I was like this in the first place. I blame you, John Constantine. I curse thee. I curse thee. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. And he had a relationship with King Shark. Okay, that's just, that's fine. That's so comic book, it's not even funny. <laughs> that should have been in the movie. That should have been in the It was the, in the animated movie, The Dark Universe. That should have been in a, a bonus scene from the Suicide Squad film. It should have. Like, John Constantine <laughs> comes out of nowhere, and he's like, sup, babe. Oh, God. 
let's see, uh, let's see what they this say. Character, so I it says Ke- Keanu Reeves is uh, is returning to a lot of iconic roles recently, from Neo in the Matrix Resurrections to Ted in Bill and Ted Face the Music. <laughs> uh, but one role nobody is asking him to return to, despite Reeves' personal desire to, is John Constantine. Mm-hmm. Speaking to the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Reeves was asked about what other past role he'd like to return to, knowing that if he a- if he asked, he could probably get it. But that's not true, Reeves explained. That's not true. That happens. I would love to play John Constantine again from the Constantine movie. Reeves added that while he tried to get a second Constantine movie off the ground with him in the role, there was no interest from Hollywood. <laughs> I, Mom, I tr- it wasn't a bad movie. I, I tried, uh, Stephen. I tried, Stephen. Re- Reeves uh, repeats forlornly. <laughs> forlornly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reeves played John Constantine, an exorcist from the DC Vertigo universe, as a member of the Justice League Dark in the movie back in 2005. That's probably, I mean, that's a really a big reason why is like it was mm-hmm. just a different time it was a different time but also i think a major thing is like he didn't fit the john constantine look like he had the i don't know how much hollywood cares about that well like still i don't think hollywood gives a crap about whether you actually look like the character i don't let me rephrase it. i don't think that's why it didn't get uh, a second movie didn't get off the ground well also okay i i, I admit it it was kind of cheesy but i loved it because i kind of like the dark occult kind of style movies that's just my thing and like i'm a big fan of sabrina um chilling chilling adventures of sabrina like that netflix show i love it (gasps) oh my god sorry sorry stop yelling woman (laughs) sorry i just love that show because like um it's like a whole new twist on sabrina the teenage witch Oh, okay um that i remember yeah so basically they it's like written the same time as riverdale like Riverdale. And you like, love Riverdale. I keep forgetting that. I only like the first two seasons. Ugh. The rest of them is like really bad. I can't watch that stuff. It's, mm-hmm. t- it's too cheesy even for me. Really? You don't want to know who murdered Cheryl Blossom's brother Jason? I don't care. Jason Blossom. Dead care. in the river. I don't care about the Vampire Diaries. I oh, don't I don't care, care, about care the for it either. I barely got through like season one and two of True Blood. Even though I love Joe Manganiello, I still need to watch that show. Uh, that show was very had went from very high acclaim, given that vampires were very in at that time. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but uh, come on, come on, Sabrina, we need to watch it. It was so good until like the end, where she was like, "Yeah, I'm just here," and she was like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "I just want to be with you," so I died. It's very adorable. Yeah. Uh, since I have no idea what you're talking about, it's less adorable to me. Oh. But how long is it? Uh, I think it has like a total of four seasons. No, that's a lot. That's a huge time commitment, man. Well, it's better than Riverdale. I'll tell you. That. Okay, it's like if I'm being waterboarded and I have to choose between that or Riverdale, I'll take mm-hmm. I'll take that. And then. I love their Christmas episode that they had because like um it talks about the Ulog kids. It's like a um, I want to say Scandinavian or Yiddish folklore or like um basically the Ulog kids. Sabrina's version they're invisible but the actual folklore they're like little gnomes and like they come to your house and create mischief but um what does it have to do with the Christmas oh is it it because related to Christmas lore yeah it's related because like um I forgot what the witch's name is but she has the Yulaw kids those are all her kids and you find out that one of Sabrina's um, relatives they have a baby because she's taking care of it as a wet mother or a wet nurse I mean <laughs> what's a wet mother <laughs> uh, wet nurse and like the lady's like I hear a baby 
give you the baby and they're like no and she's like but it's christmas it will die in the cold sounds creepy yeah i love occult so, shows and so movies that is very you mm-hmm. secretly under this attire of yeah well no just given how much you love uh i know how much you love constantine so that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense constantine is great <laughs> bring him back as keanu so reese but bleach his hair Give him the ble- but then you'll have to cut his hair too, won't he? he? Won't be able to keep the long, the weird like '90s look that Keanu's no, had. No, like you like. can write it. So basically, John Constantine, he's washed up, has long hair, <laughs> and it's like blonde, and then he cuts it. So it says uh, Constantine in the comics faces off against more supernatural and magical threats than the regular Justice League typically doesn't deal with. So mm-hmm. you know that goes without saying. He's working the sidelines. Yep. There were criticisms regarding the film's casting, namely Reeves, an American, playing the gruff British uh, supernatural hero. I do remember people not liking his accent. Mm-hmm. Right. It was kind of weird. Okay. I'll give you that. It's that would be very hard to do if you don't. Uh, for some reason, the Brits can always do our voice as generic American voice number one, they, and we have a hard time doing like Robert Downey Jr. pulls it off in Sherlock and that's about the only American who pulls it or no and David Anders pulls it off he plays British people a lot even mm-hmm. though he's American can you do a British accent no I cannot I'm not even gonna can try. you pronounce water no oh because like um this is how I realize it so water so English speakers in America we pronounce it as a d but it's supposed to be a t water. so it's water that didn't sound British to me. But it, you enunciate each letter. Well, so, could you pass the water? That didn't sound British. You but failed. The, yeah, I did. <laughs> I tried. People are going to make fun of me now. Okay. So it says, while critics weren't enamored with the movie at the time, it has a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not that bad. It's not. I mean, it's, it's a rotten score, but that's not completely awful mm-hmm. uh constantine was ha, has garnered a cult following for its gothic visuals and for being a superhero movie that directly deals with religion also very rare mm-hmm. uh plus the cast includes delightful turns from a cl- from a cl- from acclaimed actors like rachel weiss tilda swinton <laughs> and peter stormare who did tilda Sw- I, I she played as michael okay okay she played as michael and she was trying to convince um constantine like yeah just fight for God. He's like, I fight for my own team. And like Michael got banished from heaven and got the wings tearing off. And I was like, yes. The, the religious aspects might be more or of Or Gabriel. A, I think either Gabriel or Michael. I forgot. The religious aspects might be more of a hindrance in getting it made in Hollywood these days mm-hmm. than Keanu. Like Hollywood just not being a fan of showing religion no, in, um, in, in a good light. No, because um, Sabrina... The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It talks a lot about religion in a good way. It it does because like they. I keep guess this wouldn't necessarily be a good way. Because like how Sabrina talks about like Christianity, they call God as the false god. Ah. They call him the false god. So they're like the false god is not the true god. Why? Um, because like they are Satanists. And they believe that Satan is the actual... He's a true God, true and God. he was okay. kicked out of heaven. I feel very cool knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I knew that. Yeah, he gets kicked out of heaven, but like later you find out that like he just wants power. Like He's just a spoiled brat that wants power. And Spoiled brat. Yeah, like... Uh, but it it's really nice like how they explain it, like how... Because like her teacher who gets possessed by Lilith was a Christian woman. And then she gets possessed by uh, the devil's first wife. Oh wow! We should get. We should watch it. Is not this has got to be on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay. It's still there. We'll watch it. 
Yeah. Well, I love it. I will. I will. You, uh, ha- you can't. Just, just the fact that you're excited about it makes me want to watch it. Yeah. Because like every every season, like the first episodes, you can't skip the intro because the intro gives no, you. I'm talking about the movie. The movie. The Constantine movie. Oh, yes. Yes. I want to watch it. I thought you were talking about Sabrina for a bit. No, I was no, like I, I don't give a crap about Sabrina. Oh. But yeah, Constantine is so good because like um, basically the opening scene is a woman's getting possessed and he has a mirror above her and like the demon's like staring at itself and it's like smiling yeah. and he traps it there and he's like, you can't run anywhere. And he throws the mirror out of the building and it shatters and kills the beast. She almost broke her microphone there. If you're listening to the audio version, she almost broke her microphone there. She's very excited about this. I love Constantine so much. So it says, uh, while Reeves hasn't stepped into the Constantine shoes again, the character was briefly revived for TV. Welsh actor Matt Ryan played a more faithful version of the character Mm -hmm. on a short-lived NBC show and reprised the role several times for the CW's various TV shows, including Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. Considering that DC is happy to play fast and loose with its multiverse, even putting Ezra Miller's Flash in the CW Flash uh, series with Grant Gustin, there's no reason for Reeves, that Reeves couldn't play Constantine again along with Matt Ryan. In fact, I could see Keanu being so humble that he would go and do it on a CW show for, like, no pay. <sighs> like, because like, he's just that... He's like, he just wants to do it. So he's like, if it means I have to go make almost no money for it on a network that, like, almost nobody watches, so be it. Mm, that's true. But I don't know. I didn't like the Matt Ryan version on Legends of Tomorrow when they finally, like, ended his arc. Why? I didn't like it because, like, as I told you, like, when he saved his beloved, he was like, I cursed thee. You did this to me. My beloved. Yeah. And he was like, but I saved you. And he's like, you're the one who caused this. Bye. And legit, he uh, left. Oh, wow. That's kind of crap was it was it like for sure supposed to be the end of the arc or was it did it something happen did he get cast in something else and they just couldn't bring him back i think that's the ending of oh, the arc but because like that's the whole bummer. the whole arc was to save his beloved because he was pulled into hell and like he came back as like a demon but they didn't realize it was him and constantine realized and he was like i have to save him mm-hmm. and he saves the little girl who was pulling into hell but she's like you're the one who made me go like you're the one who got me in there put me back because that's the only world i know so who is like do you think that the matt ryan version is more authentic to the character than the keanu reeves version um i think so like in the original constantine tv show is like really really good because i think if it lasted longer they could include the swamp thing because the Swamp Thing and Constantine, they always have constant bickers. Maybe it would have been better if they had waited to mm-hmm. to do that show. Instead of trying it on NBC at a time when it's not really ready, maybe mm-hmm. that would have been a good launch for, like, the DC app. You know, like, uh, what, what's the name of the app? For it's DC just called University. DC, DC Universe. Yeah, like, but the Swamp Thing got, like, what, one season? Mm-hmm. And it was canceled before it even started. Mm-hmm. And uh, Doom Patrol is doing well, I think, It still. is. It's, like, uh, on season two, I think. And Titans. Like, maybe, Matt, maybe the Matt Ryan Constantine. Constantine fits in better in that universe. But I don't like Titan. I don't like it. I love season two. I, I love, Ju- I, or I love, uh, uh, S.A. Morales, S.A. Mm-hmm. Morales as, uh, Deathstroke mm-hmm. so freaking much. Okay. I, I like that casting, but still, I don't like Titan because it's not like, I don't care about the comic accuracy though, as much it's as it's not you the do. comic book accuracy. I followed it from the cartoons. Okay. For, so the original you, Teen Titans go. No. Just the original Titans. No, Teen Titans. Yeah. Like the original. Yeah, the original is so good because like 
even though it was like a kid's cartoon, it still talked about a lot of yep. adult things. Yep. And like, I didn't like how in Titans, like basically they said Raven is a human born person. Mm-hmm. And like, she later gets her power. Same thing with Beast Boy. Yeah. No, they were born with it. Like Raven in the original cartoon, she, she came from a different planet. Her dad is basically the devil. And um, so it, and Beast Boy, he was born with those powers. But in Titans, how they explain it, all they're both like earthborn. Mm-hmm. Beast Boy is not even green. He slowly becomes green because like slowly his powers like grow stronger. Mm-hmm. And then Raven is like an emo teenager, and she's like, I don't know how to control my powers. I didn't even know how I have powers. Say it in that voice. <laughs> Might as well. Might as well say it in that yeah. voice. Well, that's uh, you know, I I have I. I give a lot more leeway mm-hmm. than a lot of people when when talking about these things, just mm-hmm. because uh, I understand. Like to me, if something's good, it's good, mm-hmm. and uh, if the source material, if it's offensive to the source material, mm-hmm. I totally understand why that upsets people. Mm-hmm. But I tend to be more forgiving uh, mm-hmm. of these shows than a lot of the others, especially if it can avoid like the typical identity politics and stuff like that. But okay, but the reason why they had. Const- Not that that's managed. They haven't yeah. managed to avoid that in these shows. I understand that. But. Yeah. But the reason why they had Constantine on NBC, like, during that time is because you remember um, our favorite show, Grimm? Mm-hmm. Grimm was, like, a big hit on that show. That and then true. Once Upon a Time was on ABC. Oh, you're right. Yeah. This it was, was, that was all the same time. Yeah. It was all during the same time. So they thought it would be a good time to have, like, occult stuff at the same time. So... That's when Constantine was born. And I like was looking forward to it, but I was looking forward to Grimm more. Uh, I still think yeah, twenty four but Grimm was coming to an end by twenty fourteen. That's true. But it was still a good show. Grimm uh Grimm was Did uh, you watch 20, all the way to was, the ending? Yeah, yeah. So Grimm Grimm ended in twenty seven oh no, so it still had three years you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh it still had three years left. Uh, yeah. On its run, so wow, yeah, that that is kind of that all fits in there. There was also Sleepy Hollow on Fox. There was a lot of that But Sleepy Fall follow what's follow sleepy hollow like i liked it too but it wasn't a great following what do you mean like not a lot of people were raving about well, it. no it was a fox show it's like mm-hmm. i i love those first two seasons because i thought nicole bahari was an extremely charismatic young woman and mm-hmm. actress and uh tom meissen who plays ichabod crane is just yeah. really really good in that role mm-hmm. but like he kind of he was the same way to that character as like uh tom ellis is mm-hmm. to lucifer or in your case, Matt Ryan is to Constantine. Yeah. That that show is defined by somebody who takes that main character role mm-hmm. and makes it uh, something that's undeniably them. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yep. But I don't know. Like, for me, it was during that time where they were trying to make, like, more creepy and scary stuff. Like, I think during yeah. um, that was, like, almost at the zombie craze. Like, they made the zombie... Uh, we were yeah we were headlong into the walking dead by that point right yeah but like the zombie movies like the um what's it called it oh warm bodies never saw it I, okay it was cheesy but i loved it i loved it a lot saw Zombieland though <laughs> i did too but basically um warm bodies the summary of the movie is they're running from zombies and this um his name is n he doesn't remember his name but he meets this girl that he falls in love with and he's like, I can't communicate with her because I'm a zombie. And like, um, 
every time they eat like brains they get a little glimpse of memories like how i zombie like is. Eye zombie yeah yeah but they don't like take the personality and slowly he becomes human that's the zombie cure yeah. like basically when their heart like glows it means like um their heart is restarting and becoming human so he slowly becomes human that's an interesting take on it yeah well they tr- i don't know what they were trying to do with it but it was like a romance movie action movie horror movie at the hard same when you have to put that many genres together mm-hmm. it's very hard to pull off yeah because uh, he killed be all those things at once yeah because he killed the main girl's boyfriend and that's yeah. why he had like a lot of good memories with her oh yeah well i think we've got one more to do and we got yep. t- we got hawkeye Oh yeah, we've got Hawkeye to okay, talk about. We're in, uh, guys. I am still torturing Miracle, making her watch this show. I'm the only. P- I, I I think me and uh, a couple other people are the only people that are liking it. You can even accuse me of being that a one di- other person that you like. Mi- uh, I, I, Mr. Mr. H liked it from what I saw. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he, how he feels about this episode. I did not like this one as much as I liked episode four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I despised. Uh, so guys well, f- well, First we'll, we'll talk Like the episode uh, In The episode starts with um, It's yeah, right Lauren. after the, Right after the The rooftop scene mm-hmm. From the episode before And Kate Comes home And mm-hmm. talks to her mom Because remember Right before this uh, What's What's her name Vera Farmiga Her mom Yeah uh, So right before this Clint tells her That there's a black widow assassin Meaning that they've just seen Yelena Yeah uh, There's a black I'm widow assassin call her Lauren there's a Black Widow assassin involved now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't be involved anymore. Yeah. I have to do this on my own. So mm-hmm. she gets sent home. She has a really good scene with her mom, yeah. in my opinion. Like, that, like they they got their money's worth for casting Vera Farmiga in that mm-hmm. scene. Like, she took what could have been very, very uh, leftover material and I think made it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then she goes back to her apartment and then we have this scene where uh, Yelena and her eat food... And it's just the most Marvel comics of 2021 thing mm-hmm. ever where everything's cutesy pie and stupid. And he's like, oh, you know, she's like, I, I like hate hot her sauce. accent. It, it's, Florence Pugh is not uh, Russian, is she? I know. She's she? not Russian, I, but I her accent is very offensive. Why? I, what do you mean? Because it's not, a, it's not a Russian accent. It sounds like a deaf person. I don't think so. It sounds like a deaf As person. As somebody who's half deaf, yeah. I do not believe that that is true. But uh, no, like you remember the episodes of Family Guy of the their deaf characters? No, I don't. Oh, just me. Just you. Okay, well, there's like a deaf character, and she talks like that. She's from the UK, so she's probably better at doing a, a Russian accent than I don't think it sounds that bad. I think it just sounds thick. It just sounds like a thick Russian accent. No, but, but she jumps. She jumps in and out of that accent. Like when she says "and," it's very American. She's not American. She's I know, but like it sounds American. But she's not American, so why I know it that. American. I know that. I'm just can complaining. You me, can you give me an example, like of a, a of a like a phrase she said that I don't recall? Uh, it's not important. Okay, it's not important. The the uh, I will say that the accent is very like. Uh, over the top mm-hmm. It feels over the top And at the very least It's better than David Harbour's version From the From the Black Widow movie Yeah <laughs> Which was really bad uh, But it's uh, So basically She gets there They have their scene Where they talk about uh, You know I'm a She's like Oh I'm an assassin And I'm here to kill Clint Barton And mm-hmm. they have their stupid conversation About stupid food And mm-hmm. it comes off as like They're not taking this seriously mm-hmm. the, I, I hated the that scene mm-hmm. a, a lot uh, any, I think the reason I didn't like this episode as much as the other ones is because there wasn't 
much of her and Clint together. Yeah. And this, what I've come to like about this show is her kind of feeling like she's learned, you know, a mentor, a mentee under Clint Barton. Right. Yeah. So it, she's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we feared she would be mm-hmm. sure. We didn't get to see how she got to be as good as she did, mm-hmm. but she definitely makes mistakes. The uh, Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop makes mistakes. She's not perfect. Mm-hmm. And in this scene, she calls Clint like five times, like a madman. And like, mm-hmm. I like, I like that scene. I liked any of the scenes where they're either not fighting mm-hmm. or they're together. And I think that's why I didn't like this episode as much because there wasn't much of that. Mm-hmm. And then they absolutely, and spoiler alert for about the night, they ruined that kingpin reveal mm-hmm. at the very end. They uh, it doesn't do Vincent D'Onofrio as that character justice. Mm-hmm. And I'm honestly like, th- if anything bummed me out more than anything, it's that they built up all the way to the end just to have Clint say, "That's the guy I've been worrying about, kingpin." And I hate that because he calls him kingpin and not Wilson Fisk. Mm-hmm. When what he should have said is, like, first of all, there should have been a scene of him talking mm-hmm. uh, because that the delivery that. Vincent D'Onofrio, the the way he portrays that character, the mm-hmm. way he speaks, is so iconic. Yeah, uh, it's so din- uh, it's so noticeable. It's so its own thing that they did it a disservice to just show him in a photo and not have him actually show up on screen and say something. Yeah. So that I think maybe that's why maybe that just left a bad taste in my mouth as mm-hmm. to why I didn't like it. But the fight scene with uh, Ronan and uh, and not Maya and Maya uh, was yeah. pretty good. They call her Maya. Yeah, they, they didn't call her Echo She's yet. not Echoes yet. Uh, that was fairly good. I, mm-hmm. I do think it was stupid that she got the drop on him at the end and Kate had to save him, but that's yeah. just me being picky mm-hmm. about it. And I think Maya mm-hmm. showed some good emotion. Yeah, this time I actually like it because like she yeah. walks up. What's the character's name that's always with her? Kazi. Kazi. Like she said, you're his second hand. Where were you when my dad yeah. was attacked and S- died? So that will be addressed mm-hmm. in the next issue. Uh, I saw a thing on IMDb. I have no idea why they would tell us this, but they're mm-hmm. like, in the show, no characters die. Like that's some. Sp- I'm like, it's a, <laughs> it's a superhero that we're supposedly like. That's like a big thing. Like mm-hmm. they're like no characters. Die. I'm like, so there's no stakes. Yeah, what you're saying is like, so I guess that nothing bad's gonna happen to Kazi, whatever it may be. Uh, he but, gets stabbed in the leg. That's but it. That's probably what will happen. He'll get stabbed in the leg. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed. Uh, Maya in this episode mm-hmm. more than I did in her previous one. I thought I tolerate had... her in this one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm more charitable. <laughs> so it says in the article it says Hawkeye episode five review. Ronan excels by showing the future potential of the MCU, and I think that boils down why I dislike this so much is mm-hmm. that he's a background character in his own show. Yeah, he's becoming. You know, it's no longer about Hawkeye. It's about Hawkeye as Kate Bishop, mm-hmm. not Clint Barton, and that sucks. So it says, while Hawkeye's intent has been to flesh out a character who never got the screen time he deserved in the MCU movies, the goal of the Disney Plus series released so far has been to expand and explore the possibilities of where the larger MCU might go. WandaVision explored the potential of the multiverse and how they could be used to reference past Marvel films. Spider-Man No Way Home in theaters this week. Mm -hmm. Loki introduced Kang the Conqueror uh, and the idea that we could see multiples of the same hero in the future. Uh, another superhero team in the works uh, organized by Julia Louise Dreyfus. That's from Seinfeld, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Valentina Hawkeye showed the potential possible, uh, the potential possible in the MCU. And yet, I'm not talking about the reintroduction of Kingpin as Vincent D'Onofrio in the final minutes of Ronan. 
Uh, sure, many of us wondered if Netflix shows would ever be integrated into the MCU in Phase 4, mostly inspired by the reports of Daredevil's Charlie Cox uh, was seen on the set of an upcoming film, Spider-Man No Way Home, in theaters this week. <laughs> Yet, yes, bringing back D'Onofrio, especially after months of the actor's misdirections on Twitter saying that he would love to reprise the role, is an electrifying development in this world. Introduces a new major villain to the MCU and ties together a lot of the loose threads of Hawkeye, but the most exciting exciting aspect of Ronin in terms of what it means for the future of the MCU is Yelena, who gets more of a focus after her introduction in last week's Partners, Am I Right? That was the name of the episode. Mm -hmm. After a parent prerogative of the Disney Plus's Marvel TV series has been... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to restart that last one again. Another apparent prerogative of the Disney Plus Marvel series has been to introduce the next wave of potential Marvel heroes, and while Hawkeye has already done an excellent job at introducing Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop and Alakwa Fox, uh, Cox's uh, Echo, it has done a fantastic job in Ronin of showing how incredible the dynamics could potentially be in the next era of the MCU, away from the heroes we've known for more than a decade. Like in Partners Am I Right and the majority of Hawkeye's Ronin, uh, Ronin is at its best when it focuses on the new relationships of two characters. Ronin blesses us with a tremendously fun conversation between Yelena and Kate in A Girl's Night. That's the scene I was referring to that I absolutely despised on every level. <laughs> uh, uh, that includes discussions of boxed mac and cheese, uh, Kate's lack of cutlery, and what being an Avenger means. So in other words, a bunch of like cutesy bullshit that has nothing to do with what's supposed to be a super serious situation. Mm -hmm. It takes away from the seriousness of the tone and it makes out like why are we even talking about this in a series that's supposed to be about Clint mm. Barton but at the end scene of like her and like um, Kate like having that talk like she leaves the door and before she leaves she's like if you get in my way again I'd like oh no she says don't get in my way yeah and I like that that part I actually liked because they stopped talking <laughs> because they stopped talking. That's a, like, to me, that scene ruined this episode. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, first of all, it, I don't think, and I'm sorry, I don't think that Florence Pugh mm -hmm. makes that character uh, as terrifying as she's supposed to be portrayed as. Yeah, I sure. don't think she sounds, a, she doesn't look like an assassin. She doesn't move like an assassin. She doesn't have the demeanor of an assassin. And the the fear that Clint is supposed to strike in you when he says there is a black widow assassin, uh, chasing me now. Mm -hmm. This has gotten very, very serious. I didn't feel, then you, then you turn around and you make it about this stupid conversation about Mac and cheese. Yeah. Like you brush Pick it a tone. Off. Yeah. Because like when he says there's a black widow and then they have that scene, like you brush it off. You're like, Oh, it's whatever. It's a black widow. Not that scary. Pick an, pick tone. Mm -hmm. Either it's very serious and she should in she should strike fear in Kate's in uh, Kate Bishop's heart, yeah. or you choose a not so serious tone like a lot of the show, mm -hmm. and you go from there. But I don't think the two meld well at all. No, do you think it would be better if they had the actress from Shang Chi, the one that played as the Black Widow, as the assassin instead? They're like Black uh, Black Widows after me, and it's like her just beating up somebody. Was it's, that was that who we saw in the first in that scene? In yeah, the beginning was the, that the same actress? No, different. Okay, it was a it's different a different. Actress. It's a different. The one who was with. Okay, yeah, in the beginning. No, because the actress that we saw in Shang Chi, she's the actress from Sucker Punch. Okay, uh, so it says Ronan also mm -hmm. did an exceptional job of showing where Yelena has been since the events of Black Widow. So all that, do, all they're doing is working out timeline issues mm -hmm. like that. 
Waking up uh, the brainwashed widows at least until the blip occurred and caused her to lose five years of her life. We've certainly seen characters dealing with the ramifications of the blip many times, but never in this way, as we've seen the event from Elena's perspective. In the blink of an eye, the world around Elena moves forward half a decade before she realizes it. Uh, that it was even gone. That scene mm-hmm. played really well. The C- the CGI was really good there. The yeah. scene of her uh, evaporating and coming back. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah, and especially what like breaks my heart because she's like, wait, what happened? And they're like, you've been gone for five years. And yeah. she's like, no, i only been gone for five seconds. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, God. And uh, I still say the fact that we didn't get more of Jack. Mm-hmm. I would rather see Jack Duquesne on screen hamming it up with his mustache than Florence Pugh right now, mm-hmm. I, I, than, uh, than Yelena Belova. So yeah. that's just my personal opinion. Uh, that's not to say that I didn't think that... The, that I still am liking this show more than I thought I would. Uh, I thought they did a fair good job of making Ronan, at least of not making a joke of the Ronan character in the scene where he, where he takes out all of uh, Maya's henchmen. That was fairly good. But in general, there's just this lack of stakes to these mm-hmm. shows that makes it hard for me to get invested in. Like, you can't just talk about how she's a deadly assassin and then go mm-hmm. to talking about mac and cheese. It's not funny. It's not fun mm-hmm. to me. What brand of mac and cheese? Now I'm curious. I don't know. I don't know. What do you Craft. think? Craft. What do you think it was? Well, she called it boxed mac and cheese. See, we're talking about it, and that's just yeah. stupid. <laughs> like she called it boxed mac and cheese. The the one thing I can say about that scene is uh, Haley Steinfeld did a good job of like. She does this like a very good job of playing like deer in headlights as people mm-hmm. act around her. Like when she's like when they talk about eating reindeer and yeah. she makes this ridiculous face. Uh, there's an actress named Tamara Taylor who has a very similar expression she makes yeah. in roles that she does. So I like that, mm-hmm. and I'm growing to like the Haley to like Kate Bishop more mm-hmm. than I thought I would. But it still just feels like this is all one big ploy to replace the past Avengers, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. They're trying to replace all of them. I guess to be expected in mm-hmm. an expanding world, an expanding universe, but I don't feel like they're doing it as well as they could be. That's Personal true. opinion. That is so true. Yep. That kind of, like, you know how we were talking about, like, how Marvel's going to be the she-verse? <laughs> the MCU. The MCU. Like, it kind of reminds me of, like, this article that we were talking about where it was, like, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. And, like, it's the first straight guy. Yeah. Like, it's always about like, mm-hmm. finally, the first of this or the first mm-hmm. of that. They just love the headlines. Yeah. It's kind of like that, which I don't appreciate, but I do hope it does get better because I do like that scene where like she, she's about to leave the door and she's like, don't get in my way. And then she walks away. And then uh, she doesn't really come back for the rest of the episode other than no. that scene at the end when she, when she kind of tails uh, Kate Bishop's mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the only other part of the scene. That I think it would be better if, like, they had a scene where she's fighting Maya, like, uh, Maya and her, like, yeah. meet, and then they fight. Yeah. Because, like, Maya is supposed to be, like, an MMA yeah. fighter, while um, Lauren here... I'm just going to call her different. Yelena names. Lauren. No, Lauren. Marcy. Marcia. 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 Marcy. Marcy. We'll just give her a different name every mm-hmm. time, like we said. Okay, her name is Mia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Mia here, like, um, basically she's a black widower. So I kind of want to see that, like, them fighting. Because, okay. like, you're supposed to be intimidated by both of them. And the only action scenes we had wasn't that great. I'm sorry. And plus, I just think Florence Pugh is just tiny. She's just... 
Mm-hmm. I understand that that's not supposed to matter to the character, right? Yeah. That they're supposed to be, that they're femme fatales, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But you could pick someone who looks, uh, think more Gina Carano, yeah. less, uh, you know, tiny, tiny little Wait, person. what about um, Ming Yao Wen? What's her Ming name? Ming No Yeah. Or Ming No Wen? Yeah. Yeah. What about her? Yeah, she's good. She's good, but she's like a tiny um, no. figure she's too. She's pretty, she's, in, she's athletic. She's pretty athletic. Mm-hmm. Same with like, Okay, let's say I would. I feel like Ming Na Wen mm-hmm. is more so than say Chloe Benet. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it B- Bennett or Benet? I Bennett. think it's uh, but Benet. Now it's, but now it's Wang, right? Because her actual last name is Wang. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ming Na Wen looks more of an athlete to me than Chloe Bennett does. She just looks like a small. But like I like her action scenes too. Mm-hmm. I like her. Mm-hmm. I like her. To Maybe. each their own. Mm-hmm. I don't know because like for me I feel like it's kind of cool you have a itty bitty girl because like look at our um um our coworker Allison she's an itty bitty girl but she lifts a lot of things the, the Maya character mm-hmm. looks more athletic to me mm-hmm. looks more intimidating to me than than uh than Yelena yeah that's just me mm. so maybe so I don't know. Uh, I think one episode left. So we'll see where that goes. I mean, I'm still enjoying the show more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And he better get home for Christmas. Like I said, if he does not get home for Christmas. What if we- it's like Christmas Day and it's like almost about to turn midnight and he opens the door? That better be what it does. Also, Linda Cardellini stealing the show with her uh, phone conversation with Clint. Again, mm-hmm. proving that she is uh, far superior than the rest of them as an <laughs> actress. Uh I stand for for Linda mm-hmm. Cardellini, hardcore. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens. He better make it home for Christmas next week. The Christmas. He better he better make it home for Christmas. And there better be cool gifts for all the kids. What if it's all trick arrows? That would be cool. I'd be cool with that. He gets trick arrows for all uh, for all the kids. Like watch the daughter go like, oh, I got the bubble gum one. It's uh, got to get somebody's got to get the punching bag or the the boxing glove arrow. That's that's DC, but. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs a boxing glove. You think they'll steal it by now because DC and Marvel yes. always steals ideas. That was good. So uh, I liked the episode, but I did not like, I, I think it was more the, <laughs> it was that one scene of the stupid, it was the macaroni and cheese scene ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. That's just me. But come on, hot sauce. She got sriracha Ooh, and put it into her. Like I said, it takes away from the stakes <laughs> of the show. And then two minutes later, she's at home watching uh, her mom's fiance get arrested. And the scene right before that, she's crying on her shoulder, uh, on her mom's shoulder. And then in the middle, mac and cheese. Down with it, man. Down, Down with, with the sickness. Nope. So that was that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. I, I we're still gonna watch it. We're still gonna watch the final episode next week. She looks very happy about that. <laughs> I'm just more excited for Spider Man tomorrow. Well, we're gonna go. We're gonna go see that tomorrow too. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. I, I think that's everything that we have to cover today. That was uh, I, so. The moral of the story is hire Henry Cavill and for everything, and uh, hire Henry Cavill and Keanu Reeves to do everything you make mm-hmm. and you will make the fans happy mm-hmm. and i think that's that's all we need to and really then, and go see Spider-Man tomorrow yeah and then bring back uh what's his name the guy that played in mummy oh brendan and bring back brendan fraser in everything you make and johnny depp and johnny depp mm-hmm. and get rid of mads mickelson and uh, that was hey! yesterday that was just my personal opinion hey i like mads okay yes in other things just not in that role come on Come on. Imagine Grindelwald like trying to gnaw your arm off. I don't want to. He's like, nom nom. 
Nom nom. <laughs> nom nom. All right, guys, that is everything this week, or this week. That is everything for today's episode of Pop Culture Crisis. Mm-hmm. Miracle, why don't you share everyone your social media that everyone knows you have? I don't have any because they rot your brain. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. If you want to follow Pop Culture Crisis on social media, you can find us on Twitter at popculture underscore show. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis. You can find the YouTube clips with these segments on uh, on YouTube. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Pop Culture Crisis, and there will be a link in there to the Spotify account where you can see the full episodes of the podcast. The full episodes also appear not just on Spotify, but on Amazon Music, on i on Apple Podcast and on Pandora. Mm-hmm. That is everything for today. Thank you guys for watching. That was a lot of fun, Miracle. Yeah, it was. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.